Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. Rhode Island School District is denying equal access to a Bible club, and as a result, Liberty Council has filed a federal lawsuit. We're going to be talking about this on Faith and Freedom. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Holly Mead. Well, the school district in Rhode Island, called the Providence Public School District and its superintendent, are, discrim are discriminating against the Child Evangelism Fellowship Good News Clubs by not allowing this club on campus while allowing other similar clubs to meet. We filed for a preliminary injunction against the school. We have never lost a case at the final level uh, involving a good news club. We lost only one at the district court, but got it reversed unanimously at the Court of Appeals. We are, at this stage, many, many uh, cases later, batting a 1,000 with regards to these issues. The issue should be straightforward, Holly, mm -hmm. that... Actually, we actually have a Supreme Court decision going back to 2001, June of 2001, involving the Good News Club that says that these public schools cannot discriminate against these clubs when they allow other similar organizations to come on campus after school. It's just appalling to think they could do this, but they're trying. But, you know, interesting that previous to 2020, they had a Good News Club on one of their campuses, and then when they uh, came back after the COVID thing all settled down or whatever, they allowed the other clubs to come back, but did not allow the Good News Club. And also they requested for a new club on another campus and they've said no to that. It's just puzzling. Yeah, they said no and they continue to say no. We sent a demand letter. We outlined, for example, the legal issues and they still dig their heels in and say no. Uh, they have allowed um, the various like girls uh, on boys the run. And girls yeah. clubs, boy scouts, girl scouts, girls on the run. Right. They're given the free use of the school facilities after school. Well, these are similar mm -hmm. to good news clubs because whether it's boys and girls clubs, boy scouts or girl scouts, or girls on the run, for these particular schools, they're for those school children. So they're for those school age. That's what good news clubs are for. They're not for the general public, they're for those kids that attend those schools. And those clubs, they will teach teamwork. They'll teach responsibility, kind generally respect. Citizen, yeah. Respect, generally. Good news clubs do the same thing, but they do it from a biblical standpoint. They have mm -hmm. Bible stories, like uh, Joseph, for example, being thrown in the pit by his brothers. He then gets elevated to the highest level of Egypt. He reveals himself to his brothers. He has the opportunity to take revenge against them. But what does he do? He forgives them. Mm -hmm. And so if you have been wronged, you know, one of the lessons from that that's being taught to the kids, if you have been wronged, even though you clearly have been wronged, as Joseph was wronged by his brothers, the best route is to forgive and don't take vengeance. And so they teach Bible stories. They sing Christian songs. They memorize verses. And they can only attend these clubs based upon parents' 
prior written permission. Right. And they have fun doing it, by the way. I mean, they make it fun for them. But but the testimonies that come out of this, I mean, you have uh, teachers, other principals. In fact, I think even the principal in this case wanted the Good News Clubs because he sees the difference with these children and they're getting scripture, they're getting this great teaching, and it changes their behavior. Our, some of our litigation that goes back to many years ago in the Los Angeles Unified School District, which at the time, and I think it still is, the second largest school district in America behind New York City, it's so massive. Imagine that the K through 5, the elementary school, was about 400,000 students. I mean, mm. that's as big as some cities. Yeah. 400,000 students. It's massive, and so they did not allow Good News Clubs. We filed suit. We ended up winning that case. But we also had declarations or affidavits that we filed, one from a bus driver, one from a principal of another school outside of LAUSD. And the bus driver said uh, that in another school district outside of Los Angeles Unified School District, he noticed a visible change in the behavior of the kids after the Good News Club came for those kids that attended the club. Their behavior was better. They sure. were more respectful. Sure. Principal said the same thing, that when he was in a different school district and then he moved to another one that did not have a Good News Club, he personally recommended a Good News Club because of the same visible notice that this affected positively the behavior of the students. Right, and the parents want this. I mean, why not help validate what they're teaching them at home as far as Christian values? And the Supreme Court in the Good News Club versus Milford Central School District in June of 2001 found that denying equal access to these Good News Clubs, specifically while allowing the scouts on campus, was a violation of the First Amendment. Also, it noted that Look, these kids, you know, somebody might say, well, these kids are impressionable and they could be first graders, second graders, third graders. But the Supreme Court rejected that. They said, Good News Clubs has its own policy, not imposed by the school, but the policy of Child Evangelism Fellowship Good News Clubs is that if you come to this meeting, you have to have a written permission mm -hmm. from your parents. So it's the parents making the decision that they want their son or daughter to attend that after-school program. Right, and they have the freedom to do that. So we uh, sent a demand letter. The school amazingly defended on the basis of the Lemon versus Kurtzman decision oh going boy. back to 1971. <laughs> now, we've actually gone back to them and said, wait a minute. Uh, have you not heard yeah. that we yeah, actually <laughs> were part of overturning that 51-year-old decision at the U.S. Supreme Court? Our decision from the Shirtliff case involving the Christian flag out of Boston on May the 2nd, the defense there by the city of Boston was, Lemon versus Kurtzman, um, if we allow religious viewpoints, even though we're allowing a whole bunch of other secular viewpoints, then it becomes government speech, and we're endorsing religion, and so consequently we have to censor you. Well, the Supreme Court 9-0 to zero rejected that. That was the first nail in the coffin. Then Coach Kennedy, the Bremerton School District in Washington, says, well, yes, we can allow you to kneel, and you can think about where you're going to order the pizza. You can actually have bad thoughts about uh, the national anthem if you want to, secular thoughts. But if you think good thoughts about God via silent prayer, oh, my goodness, that's Lemon versus Kurtzman. If we allow it, then we would be endorsing religion. We're going to censor you. In fact, they terminated the coach. The Supreme Court said, no, no, no. Mm -mm. Remember what we just did in Shirtlift, 9 to 0. We rejected that. And now we're going to put the final nail in the coffin. Lemon versus Kurtzman is overruled permanently. It's gone. It's finally dead and buried. 
as of June 2022. So, so this, this school district has the gall to say lemon uh, lemon test uh, holds here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> even though really, even though we sent a demand letter saying, "Hey, wait a minute, lemon is dead," and we're we're the ones who actually brought it down, and we just won a nine to zero decision at the U.S. Supreme Court. They still say. So he's not um, doing his homework, obviously. We're not <laughs> going to allow the Good News Club. So you have to think that it's more than just misunderstanding of the law because they now know clearly what the law is. In fact, they learned it from people who were instrumental in reshaping that whole landscape from Liberty Council. So you have to say it's not just ignorance of the law, it's not just misunderstanding of the lemon test. But it is an animosity toward Christian viewpoints, which is essentially what we had in Boston, which is what you had in Bremerton. They used the lemon test as mm -hmm. an excuse. But what was behind their use of the lemon test was animosity to the Christian message, whether it was not allowing the word Christian on the application in the Boston Christian flag case, or not allowing a coach to think privately about good thoughts to God, or here, not allowing the Good News Club back on campus. Well, you know what? This is a very costly decision uh, for this school district. I have no doubt that we will ultimately prevail on this case. Yeah. You uh, know there are more than 4,800 Good News Clubs right now in public elementary and middle schools across the United States, including, believe it or not, in other Rhode Island school districts, but not in this Providence Public School District. You know, I'd love to see the parents rise up and demand, demand that they have the Good News Clubs. I think that would speak volumes as well. Yes, it would speak volumes as well. And, you know, we will open the doors um, because every day that goes by is a day of irreparable harm. You can't get that back. Right. And for some of these kids that move from K through 5 to 6th grade, and they may not have a middle school good news club, but they have it in the elementary school, that's an opportunity that when the semester ends, they may never have that again. Right. So time is of the essence. Pray for this case that we filed on behalf of Child Evangelism Fellowship and their Good News Clubs. We represent CEF around the nation. If you want to get involved in some amazing ministry, I highly recommend Child Evangelism Fellowship Good News Clubs. You can contact Liberty Council at 407-875-1776 or go to lc.org, send us an email, and we will get you in touch with a local Good News Club in your community. I encourage churches to adopt them through prayer and financial support and also for you to get involved because they're amazing ministries to our young people across the nation. LC.org. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Visit Liberty Council's website at LC.org 